Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chat of the Wild. Uh, this episode, we are collecting the Triforce in the Wind Waker. The best part. Yeah, the most exciting part of this game. Yeah, I mean, I think it should just be made clear, like, the difference up front on, like, what I had to do compared to what you guys had to do. You didn't have to do much. I didn't have to do half of what you guys did. Uh, a third. A third. Yeah, and you probably had most of it done already. Yes, because the way they do it in the original is that the for every single piece, it is getting the map, then finding the piece. Yeah, the, these what we're going to talk about is us finding the map. I'm not going to say, and then we sailed to such and such oh, island. Fair, fair. <laughs> you know, so it, it'll be just getting the maps is what we're talking about here. And and uh, speaking of maps, uh, there is one that we get from uh, Germ's boy Tingle that... Mm-hmm. Uh, is it's the, it's when we talk to him the first time we meet him on his island. Mm-hmm. He gives us the incredible chart, mm-hmm. and that shows us the location on the map of each of these maps, uh, each of these uh, Triumph Fork charts. And they're mostly on like that. What's the the fourth row from the top, third row from the bottom, basically? It's like almost on the equator. Yeah, it's almost a straight shot across there. Um, I had actually had plans to go through this island by island from left to right uh earlier in the season and then when i sat down to write the outline i was just like oh and then this one oh and i didn't keep that pattern at all so we're gonna jump around here these are in no particular order but we will start with the one on the far left uh which is needle rock island uh this one has like a, a grotto that you get to by melting some ice and hitting a switch and hitting something with a hammer basically um, but there's not, you know, it, it's just a regular island. Uh, however, a little ways off that island, there is a small fleet of cannon ships, and this is what we're looking for. So some people have said that this part glitches out on them. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. Um, this no. is like this is one of those. This is one of the few like game breaking bugs of this game that are apparently present in the original and the HD one. Huh. That something can trip it up where the gold one that you have to shoot it down doesn't spawn the thing uh, to little, dig it up. A, a light ring yeah. at the end. Huh. Yeah, because that's what will happen. Usually these boats will, and we haven't really talked about these boats before, but usually they'll drop a, one of those orb item orbs with stuff inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what it is about these little guys. Um, I find them compelling in a weird way. Uh, I hate them. They, but they're like, are they being driven by a monster? Are they monsters themselves? They they have like this, like almost like a little personality to them because they're it just I don't know the way that they move around the the water and like like they just 
they feel like an enemy, like a monster themselves. Yeah, I imagine there's like a moblin in there or something. <laughs> That's yeah. what I assumed. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume that too, but it'd be funny. It, I sometimes end up thinking of them as like little sentient boats, and they kind of crack me up. The only thing I like about them is when you get way too close to them and they freak out. Yeah. <laughs> when you get like right up to them, they just start shooting everywhere because they're just like, they I don't know what to you. do. And if you get right up close to them too, that that will you will hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, most of the cannons in this game, whether they're on a wall or on a boat, uh, will take like three shots to pin you down if you're not moving. I've noticed. So if you're just sitting there trying to target something, uh, you've got like three shots to get them. Which yeah. is about and... as much as I take to figure out where someone is. Yeah. It just sucks when you're uh, yeah, when they're true. around and you're trying to pull up a treasure chest and then it's yes like, um, there's an island later that we'll go to where there's like a boat stand sitting in the way of where you have to go and i got like knocked off my boat and then it was like as soon as i like crawled back in there were like three shots hitting me so it was like a loop of just getting knocked off the boat and getting on getting knocked off the boat yeah i don't remember which island that was but uh yeah, that definitely happened to me as well. Like, I just had to... Because then you get knocked off the boat, and you it knocks you below the water. And so it takes you forever to get back up to surface to get back in your boat. And by the time you get back in your boat, the other one's like, Ha-ha, gotcha. So, so a, a fun part about the Wii U version is that since I can have my map open all the time on my second screen, I can have my treasure map open... And I can just sort of like look away from the screen and look down on my map and like line up it, line it up just okay. perfectly. So immediately stop, drop my little grapple hook, pick it up, get it, and then get out of there. So you can see your your treasure charts while you're playing. Mm-hmm. That's and very I'm and useful. I will see and I see myself moving around on it too. Mm-hmm. That's- yeah, that's because we have to set that up and go into the map screen just to do that. Hey guys, you should be playing the HD version. We all do it differently. I, I want to make it clear to the listeners we all suffer that differently. I, I I like Jeremy, but like during this section, thinking <laughs> about the things that he, we had to do that he didn't have to do, I cursed your name, Jeremy. Like when I figured out that you didn't have to go and decode all eight of these maps and then go find all eight of these pieces. Or pay as much money as we had to pay. No, no, no. Just to be clear, maps. I had to pay the exact same amount. Was it three ninety eight? Mm-hmm. Okay. You okay, didn't have to, well. but you didn't have to do eight maps. No, I had to do four. Four? Yeah. That's it? I thought you. Yeah. Mm, I thought it was like three. I'm pretty sure the, the Wii U version has three. five. The Wii I don't U know. version. I ain't has... turned my Wii, on, Wii U on to figure out. <laughs> no, it, it has uh, five more treasure charts, regular treasure charts than we do. Because I assume you have five less uh, Triforce charts. Maybe not. Maybe maybe there's something else in there in the mix. But yeah, one of these cannon boats is gold. Uh, going back to that, uh, and if we sink the golden cannon boat, it should leave a light ring for us. That uh, pull it up, and that is our first Triumph Fork chart. Uh, yeah. So I guess I should reference what I've been kind of randomly saying throughout the series, which is Triumph Forks is what the Fishman call it, because they don't know like it's like a bad game of telephone. 
And so they're like, yeah, it's like the Triumph Fork. You know what it is. It'll get you. It's that gold thing. It'll get you that. It, it's well, Triforce. He, he talks about, I've heard legend of a Triumph Fork. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily say, like, what it is. He just knows. He's just relaying the fact that there are legends that this is some, like, mystical, important thing. Yeah. It, it's just, like, a, a word gag, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So why don't we move on to the private oasis, which I was thinking about it today. It kind of seems irresponsible. There's there's so little, you know, acreage in this entire uh, <laughs> this entire sea that someone's like, well, I get this whole island to myself. Yeah. Well, well, when there's only 20 people alive, what does it matter? I mean, hey, I guess, but uh, you know, share the share the land, man. You know, I mean, Tingle's got his own private island, but he at least he's got those two random dudes working on it. His brothers, but I guess. He's, uh, it, it it always seemed like a weird indentured servitude thing for me on that because it's always like because all you ever see is them working their butts off, and then they'll like trash talk Tingle. And then Tingle just being like standing there, just being like, "Hey, this hey, is my it? island." And it's just we're gonna like, play a game. Are we? Are you here to play a game? It's always been weird to me. Uh, yeah, he just he just wants to play fairy games with you while his brothers, I guess, are working. What are they? Knuckle, David, and what? What? Do they have? They have names. I know one of them's Knuckle. I don't remember the other. And David and and I yeah I forget the the third but uh and i think he is i don't know it doesn't matter tingle doesn't really matter um <laughs> he matters a lot for this episode but <laughs> yeah um yeah so on the private oasis uh, i found another spot where link does his like like what what like his little sl- weird slipping sound uh like at the top of the waterfall when the water tries to, to pull you down or mm. push you down i guess mm-hmm. yeah he will Good start making know. that yeah um so is is the door butler another example of this game being rushed, or is this like a reference we don't get in the West or something? Yeah, I think they, they wanted to do more with it. Because that's what I... Okay, so we'll, we'll get to it when we get inside, but I was just like, this is kind of lazy. There, the door has a painting, or or it's carved out or something, of a butler standing there, and he's, he's kind of a prick. I maybe this something something tells me this is maybe some Japanese tradition thing that we yeah. don't necessarily get that it, there might be what, like something that makes more sense to the Japanese audience than it does to us Westerners. I mean, yeah, so, or just some kind of like folk uh, lore thing. Or, I don't know. Yeah, there's some kind of yokai the, with doors. It wouldn't be the first time Nintendo's used a, a sentient door. I mean, if you think about, like, Metroid as a whole, like, doors coming to life is a thing. It, yeah, just Chozo statues, you mean? Yeah, or, like, like the literal, like, when you go to open the door and it's, like, a monster you have to kill. That's the thing that shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the true. The, the, like, the weird eyeball thing? Yeah. Sure, this is one of those. But the thing is, is that, like, I always, I always figured that he was kind of like a spirit that not just inhabited the doors... But the other standees it. that are inside as well. Yes. Um, so again, I just, I don't know. It's always been a weird thing to me. I don't have any explanation yeah. for it at all. Either way, he's he's just 
he's just pompous and, until we drop the cabana deed on him and then he just like changes his tune immediately actually after that he's like almost a bit too friendly <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's a little off-putting I'm already uh, at max like weirdness, so like I well, can't really. We're at max go. weirdness when we step through the door, and there's two more of them by like on either side of the fireplace. There's another one off on the wall, and then there's one by the bath that has pigtails and a dress, and they're all watching you, mm-hmm. like just waiting to or to wait on you hand and foot, I guess. Uh. It just gets so maybe it was sort of. It's not rushed and lazy. It's it's a an actual choice, and it's really weird. Normally, something this weird, I'm the one that jumps in and defends it. But I got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even here to defend this, and I love this game. So, uh, also, I forgot about the slide puzzle. Uh, I I mean, I didn't play it, but yeah, I totally forgot it was there. I thought we I thought we talked about the slide I mentioned puzzle. It. Yeah. I okay. Mentioned it. It's yeah, not uh, worth it. Do not waste any of your time on that. All you get are rupees. Yeah, n- nothing nothing else. Um, great. I mean, did the, does the picture change? Yeah, there's like 30 of them. Okay. So if that's, you know, if that's something you grew up doing as a kid, playing with one of those in the car, then... Then you lived in the 1740s. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> your dad had one and he's like, these were fun when I was a kid. No. No, they weren't. You were they just weren't bored. fun. You just didn't know what fun was. <laughs> I mean, I I would play uh, with my parents' old uh, tiger football, you know, with the red dots. I'd play with sure, that more than yeah. I would play with the slide puzzle. It's like how old candy tastes horrible because they <laughs> hadn't figured out how to put proper my sugar in it. still like Necco wafers, and I don't understand why. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when we you- have better stuff now. When you, you've been ravaged by famine in the Great Depression, like any candies. <laughs> exactly. Candy. We're going to play the slide puzzle and afterwards play hoop and stick. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you went to Short Ridge when Vonnegut was there, then you definitely like Necco waivers and, and hoops, hoop game. This took a weird turn. <laughs> let's rack on old and dead people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so when we're in here, Link is staring at the ceiling. And the grappling hook, if you check, is the only weapon you're allowed to have out at all, or it's allowed so to weird. use at all. It's so weird. You know what so, I... So, yeah, just... I, I went outside and, like, got water to dump on the fire, because I thought that was the solution. <laughs> okay. It's not. I thought I was needing the ice arrows. I forgot this part as well, like... Yeah. No, no, he's, he's looking up. You just, you grapple the grapple thing and extinguish the fireplace. And then downstairs are just like a couple of mazes that are, you know, meh. Well, well, they're mazes. You can just swing your right, hammer. I guess. Yeah, and they're filled yeah. with dead bodies. No big deal. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm still recovering from dropping into that re-dead room. Um, I, I was not a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, rats everywhere. You know, just just get your boomerang out. and Gray sewer them. water. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, you, you it's like a multi, uh, you know, two-level... Uh, maze that you got to make your way through, and I would argue this is one of the weirdest parts in the whole game. 
is like yeah. the, the getting the deed from a teacher for helping out by giving her these necklaces that you get off of weird monsters that then she gives you a deed to a, a house on the middle of an island that looks like really nice and everything but it has a talking door that's really confusing and then some weird slide puzzle that people haven't played for 200 years and then you go down into the un, be, behind the fireplace and then you find a bunch of dead bodies in the sewer and so that does it for the Wind Waker. Uh, <laughs> next season, we're going to be, <laughs> be playing. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the game, guys. We've peaked. This is where we die. Yeah, uh, make your way through here. Uh, you'll get to the end, uh, and you'll get another treasure chart, and that will, yeah, that'll do it for the Cabana Island. Also, it changes uh, the name of the island uh, on our map, so it'll say I Farted's Island. Or I Farted's Oasis, I guess. Mm -hmm. Moving on to Bird's Rock Peak. I believe this is the only place in like the mainline story where we have to use a, a Hoi pair. Yep. I mean, there's other places where we can use them, but this is the one place they make you use it to finish the game. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Like, I mean, yeah, everything else is just optional. Right. I, I mean, I went ahead and, and took care of the figurine thing while I was out running around. Uh, I was like, yeah, might as well just do it. I had to get a treasure chart over by there, I think. So I was like, might as well. <clears throat> I like... But... Oh, yeah. Go oh, ahead. I was going to say, there, there's so many, like... In the second half of the game, there's so much, like, flying that happens. Like, between uh, Medley and... Uh, Makar and now this like the last two dungeons are pretty yeah. floating flying heavy and then you have to do this to get the the chart and for some like for flying to be so emphasized in the second half of the game the controls are not great like flying <laughs> flying around to get to like hit all these little triggers to get the chart it was like I had I had to make like two or three passes because it's like you're getting chased by those annoying birds that make the annoying sound and then oh the hitboxes are very unforgiving yeah i took five switches. pairs with me just in case yeah yeah I, I said getting here and running out of pairs because of like a stray cargo rock it just sucks like then I, they all I had enough when you leave yeah I, I had enough i made sure of it when i got here um, yeah, the, the, and the flying with the, the seagulls is also weird. Cause if you change the camera, you can do one eighties practically. Whereas like, if you, if you steer with the camera, it, it move like they will turn way faster. Hmm. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I did it on accident a couple times, but yeah, you want to knock out all three of these. And I think, uh, it pops open. Uh, is it a gate in the wall? Yeah, it almost looks like a prison kind of, like a, like we we don't see many doors like this if No. Any? It's just it's a gate that that's uh barring access to a little grotto opening. Yeah. And down there is is there a fight or is it just just hey, you got it? I believe I, that's I a fight. I believe that's hmm. I don't I, I didn't write anything it. down, so maybe we uh maybe they just give you the the chart. You go down to this grotto, and after some things happen, you get a chart. 
yeah, you know, surprise. We don't want to tell you every. We don't want to spoil the whole game. Bada bing, bada boom. There's a chart. There you go. Uh, up next is the pit of never-ending bad guys and awesome. We sort of talked about this earlier. Did anyone? Uh, so, did you guys go go there for this, or had you gone there before? I went there for this. I went there for this. Okay. And then you just stop it at level thirty. Yep. I stopped at level thirty by accident and intention. Like I was like, yeah. as soon as I get the chart, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this anymore. But then I also <laughs> like accidentally rolled into the the light to take me back. So it was uh, serendipitous and great. I also got the <laughs> chance to like finally get the the power spin. So that was nice. The the hurricane spin. Right. Did you end up using that at all in here? Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. Because I, I, I got it before I went in, and it was like, cool, I'm going to use this here. And no, did not. Oh, did I've not done really. it a couple times. I used it for the, the boss at that episode, not this. So, oh, But yeah, yeah how, how did you do in here, Jeremy? Because I know you're on hero mode. Oh, honestly, I was fine until one of the battles with the the Mothlas. Uh, oh, where we yeah. We had to fight, like, two Mothlas at once. Yes. Um. But I still didn't have to use anything, any of my, my, or no, I, I used some potions at some point because I was like, well, I'll be able to get grandma's soup when I leave here anyway. So I might mm-hmm. as well use that. Right. Uh, the thing that annoyed me most through all of this was falling through the grottos and hearing Link scream every single time. Uh, because like I yes. actually went through it pretty quick, like for the first half of it. And so it was just like drop down, hit, hit, every hit. Time. Ah! Over and over and over and over. Every time. And remember when we started this series and we talked about how much we love the voices and stuff like this? <laughs> we, yeah. Did you mean this season? And then we, but then by the end of it, we're complaining about like the, the him scuttling around and be like, huh, 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 and then screaming all the time. And it's like, yeah, this is the worst part for me. <laughs> I, I actually, I, on the whole, I enjoy the voices, but yeah, the, the screaming didn't even bother me bother me as much as the scuttling. The scuttling's still yeah. number one. I mean, sure. you could make an argument for the screaming, you know, thirty times you have to listen to it while you're going through this. If you stop at the at the chart. Yeah, but what yeah. Fifty or sixty if you keep going? It's fifty, I believe. Is yeah. So we'll get to uh Twilight Princess and that'll be an adventure. Um, doing that one. So so we've got, uh, that's four down. Uh, why don't we take a break right here and we'll be back in a minute. Hey, Benito. I've been reading the Bible lately and nobody ever told me how many talking dogs and wizard battles were in this thing. Well, Chris, you know what I always say. If you can understand Star Wars, you can understand the Bible. Apocrypals, part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Ellen, in 15 seconds, what is Nice Games Club? It's our game dev podcast. Steven, help! Game mechanics, accessibility, art and animation, level design, prototyping. Everything that goes into making video games. How's that, Mark? Nice. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get your podcasts or at nicegames.club. All right, jumping back into the Great Sea. Uh, we're making our way this time to the Islet of Steel. Uh, this one's really straightforward. It, it's the return of the boats. Uh, there's a few boats you get, you know, riding uh, you know around the outside of the islet, but there's one in an entrance that's blocking us, and that's the only one you really have to take out. 
I just kind of like, <laughs> I went like just straight ahead to that main one and just kept firing forward. And I was like, here I come. Like I was like, like a bull coming at him where I'm like, I don't care about any of the others. I just got to get in there and just like charging right through him. So I got in like really quick, but it was just like funny looking back on it of like they set aside like all of these things where we're like we have cannons on all around this thing that fire at you. We've got all these boats around, mm-hmm. but it's like the boats move all slow. So you've got like a really big uh, like sort of weak spot that you can just fly right through to the main one that you need to get to. See, this is where yeah. I got knocked off because I didn't know. I was like, all right, there's boats. There's an island. Like, what's the move? And as soon as I realized like, oh, I have to just go in through this door like i got knocked off my boat and i was like close enough to the the boat in the door but at a weird angle where i had to like move a bit so i could shoot it and then like every time i got back in the boat i just like got blown up so that was wailed on super (laughs) enjoyable yeah i think i think the moment i was thinking of earlier was on one of the the dice roll islands where there are just cannons and ships everywhere, and I'm like, hey, I just need to, I just need to dig up this chart. I just need to dig up this chart. No, guys, guys, can, can we like, can we call, can we do something here? Can we like trade? Can we, can we like just call a truce? I just want to pick up this chart. I don't want to kill you guys this time. I did kill you last time I was here, but it's not this time. Not this did time. Did you, did you try yelling parlay at them? Parlay. <laughs> that, that's what you do. That's a, that, that's something you yell on the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a pirate thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. Um, I guess come on sort of sounds like parlay. I might be able to make that work. Yeah, so this this one, once you kill the thing in the entrance, uh, I killed everything that was here because I needed the money. I needed every little bit of money <laughs> I could get my hands on for when we see Tingle later. So I took it. I, I wiped everyone out. Um, and yeah, inside, I believe all you got to do is play the the Wind Waker song, uh, the main one, and just get a treasure chart, mm-hmm. or a Triforce chart. Uh, I know I, this is one of the ones that Jeremy got a, a chart for, I believe. Um, when I was going through notes, I noticed that from the walkthrough. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it down. Because I, I didn't write it down for any of the other ones. I did all these so long ago that I just cannot remember. Yeah, this one I hit a long time ago. Yeah, I think I had half of the half of them when I started uh, playing for this week. So uh, the next for the next one, it's they're both basically the same thing. It's Stone Watcher and Overlook Island. Uh, Overlook Island is one of the few that require a hook shot. There's like f- three or four. Um, and I covered Stone Watcher earlier uh, when I forgot the format of how I set up my own season. So. Um, yeah, some of this we've already covered, but, uh, ba- they're basically the same thing. You go down, um, this is the one with the torches above the rooms where you have to beat the four rooms to light the torches to then have a fight with dark nuts in the middle, which will unlock the final door. Uh, and I had a blast doing both of them because I just, I like fighting in this game. So I thought it was fine. Like, cause you do this there's three different times that do the same format, but only one of them does it differently where when you, every time you go through the door, it takes you back to like the main one. Mm -hmm. Like it does almost like a lost wood style thing. Um, Yeah. Okay. 
But yeah, the other ones are just you go into the outside rooms and Beat fight the things dudes. in there and then come back out, do that three more times for each right. one of those. Um, this one had some... Uh... The second, or what was it? That the one where we need the hook shot to get up had a, a Stalfos inside. Uh, something really, like really peculiar happened to me. I I was using my bomb strat on them, which is I just you know, cook a bomb and then throw it and blow them up and then beat their head up. Um, and you know, hashtag we all do it differently. And. I managed to throw a bomb directly onto a club of one of them. It's because there were two. And and I was beating up the skull of one of them, and the other one was getting closer to behind me, so I, I jumped out of the way as he was swinging at me. And then he had his club just out in front of him, and he was, like, struggling to bring it back behind. And the bomb landed perfectly on top of the club, blew him up, too. I almost let him get away because I was completely stunned by this. I was like, like not in the game, like in real life. I was like, oh, what, what just happened? And so I had to like really hurry up because then I would have to do the whole cycle all over again. So I, I almost missed out on my opportunity, but that was weird. Hashtag Staffel's bomb challenge. <laughs> Hashtag hitbox on hitbox. Challenge. Challenge. Stonewatcher uh, was actually really helpful because this is like the fastest way to get money Mm -hmm. and so i just like you can go in and there's like a pillar that you can knock over with a hammer and you get a hundred bucks and then you can run to the final room of the dungeon where you get the chart and there's a uh, pot with a hundred bucks and you can just run in grab 200 bucks leave run in grab 200 bucks leave oh okay cool and so that Mm. was like i think it took me like seven minutes of farming to get what i needed Get, get the rest okay, of the see, game. yeah, that that works. I hadn't I hadn't thought about uh, just rupee farming this room at all. So yeah, the the jars come back, the pillars come back. Okay, yeah, because I thought I had to use their uh, the Deku or the the Dark Nut Sword to knock these uh, pillars over. And yeah, I didn't realize you could use the hammers either. I I used bombs uh, when I because. <laughs> I left the room. I was like, yay, I beat them all up. Left the room, got the treasure chart, and then walked back in. And was like, oh, no, their swords are all gone. Like, what am I going to do? Because I left, like, five pillars standing. And, yeah, just used bombs. It was fine. But, yeah, that's that's basically both of them. Uh, lots of money. Lots of bad guys. Uh, for the final one now, this is, like, the most involved one, I think. Uh, this is the Cafe and Anju quest of Wind Waker. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember crying at any point. <laughs> oh, you didn't cry? Like? Oh you, oh, you didn't cry at this part on the uh, the ghost ship at any point? How? What? How? Not out of fear. <laughs> I just just a mess. I with didn't you, know that's what you were talking about. How, oh, I don't right. Even... I know because it doesn't make any sense. This is just the most involved uh, one of these eight charts basically um to even access this ship we have to first get like a ghost ship map and that is on uh diamond step island or steppy island does it have an e at the end it, it has doesn't an, matter it has an e but i <laughs> thought it was still s-t-e-p-p-e p-p-e yeah the ye old steppy um 
Yeah, so this is another one of the islands where you need a hookshot to access it. And... Uh, what is it? Uh, inside is a, like, weird ship graveyard. Which yeah. we've... There's, there's another island that has something like this. Um, you have to light the torches in the other one. Yes. But you just get rupees for it. Right, it doesn't really do anything cool for you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this one has uh, teleport jars. Mm-hmm. And a whole lot of floor masters. Yeah. And they're the annoying floor masters, too, that, that don't pop out until you get close. And if there's not a jar nearby them, they will just grab you. If there's something to grab onto, they'll 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 go for that first. But so you have to kind of start out with the with the uh the jumping sword strike. Just even, you know, to to be just to avoid getting caught, basically. I just always have my boomerang like prepped to throw as I get okay. nearby. So Yeah, that would work too. I didn't really have a problem. Like, I mean, I ran up to these guys knowing they were going to pop out and grab me and just immediately started swinging my sword and was mm-hmm. able to take them out in like three hits. I just, I do the jump slash because uh, it covers a lot of distance and it, it usually keeps me safe. So, but yeah, there's not much time. You just have to be real quick with it. Um, yeah, this is basically another boring maze, I guess. It's just find the, find the right pot. There's usually like three that you have to um, pick the right one. I got I one the final time I got got it right on the first try, but the other ones I had to mess with. You know, I usually wasn't so great at picking those. Yeah, but mostly uneventful, just annoying floor masters everywhere. Uh, a lot of padding here. This is the this is the, this is the padding episode. We're gonna have uh, this will be our longest season. Uh, of Chat of the Wild to date, and so we're just going to pat it out because we really want to hit those numbers. So we're going to end this episode, and we'll follow up with part two of collecting the Triforce pieces. <laughs> here on like I said, this, wow. is re- this is a really long part of the game right here. Uh, this this ghost ship part. If you enjoy this show, um, why? <laughs> <laughs> so this this uh, doing this teleport pot thing will get us the ghost ship map. The Ghost ship map uh, will show us the location because I have you guys. You guys have run into it before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll show up in certain islands depending on the which phase of the moon. You just can't get on the ship without having the map in your possession, which is a kind of lame. Which you're not going to have to open the map first. If you have yeah. the map, but you don't open it, yeah. There's there's that wax seal that's magical that doesn't. That binds any kind of special thing from it. I gotta say, okay, ghost ship that randomly appears on the map during at night, very cool. Like, yes, you knew nothing about this, and you were just sailing around. You come across that when you first see it, and you go towards it, and you just like go right through it, and nothing happens. You're just like, what is that? Like, what's going on? But then when you actually, you know, when you do a podcast where you break these things down by the mechanics you're just sort of like yeah you get the thing and then you go on the ship and it's like a battle like the other yeah, you do the thing yeah <laughs> do the ship to the thing like you know it and even even the map itself which you could have to sit there and go open the map check be like okay so if the moon is here and you have to decipher it you know like use your 
your puzzle uh, skills that Zelda have, has taught you throughout your life. But no, you if it's nighttime and you open the map, a ghost ship will just pop up somewhere on the map. Be like, go here. Just go here. Mm-hmm. This is where you need to go to. Like, okay, I wanted to kind of do it myself, but all right. It's funny you just mentioned that. It made me think, honestly, something that would have really helped this game out and still could have kept like a lot of the padding is actual deciphering. Mm-hmm. If we got like riddles on where to find things, as opposed to it just being like, you got the map now it's gonna light up here. I mean, that actually would have been, in my opinion, go play Sea of Thieves if you want. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I like, you know, let's play some Sea of Thieves, Jeremy. Come on, <laughs> that's how they do things. It's that true. game is just one giant Triforce section of the game. That's You're all not CFDs selling is. me on it. You you had me for a second, Brian, <laughs> and then you just lost me. I let's come on, man. Let's go be th- let's go be pirates and wear dresses. They did the dress have dogs code. recently. Uh, dogs and dresses. That's all I need. Yeah. So, um, like I said, even if you found it before, you need to open the map to access the ship. And once inside, it's it's just it looks like one of those submarines. Yep. But like the. The walls ripped out, and it's traveling through a wormhole. So it looks cooler. Um, this would have been like, this could have been so cool. Like this could have been like a ghost ship mini dungeon or something. They could have just added a couple chambers, right? Yeah. Like that's all like, you really need to do is just make it different. Is that made made it where it was like four different chambers that you went? Yeah, through. and you had to you had to move through it. Uh, you know. To get something from one bad guy to open something from another bad guy, and yeah, they could have, like, they could have, like, just made a a Stafflos that was unique. Like, you fight the pirate captain Stafflos, and then just put a pirate hat on him. Yeah, yeah. Just put hat a pirate hat on him. And have, 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 have him riding a Mothala. Oh, that's actually kind of dope. Yeah, that would be scary. I would, I would be afraid of that. Yeah, but no, it's it's just uh, hey, you know, shoot some whiz robes uh, or something, and get your treasure chart. So did you guys? And then you track... just get kicked out. There's yeah, yeah, laugh. and then you just there's get booted. A, there's a weird laugh that I don't think we've heard anywhere else. <laughs> and then and it then... kicks you out back to your boat. Yeah. You wake up, passed out on Carl, and he's like, "Hey, we should go now." It, isn't your weird little friend gonna read these maps? <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, Carl. I didn't. Uh, yeah. So I didn't no, hunt yeah, down the. Sorry, I didn't hunt down the ship. I just figured out an island where it would be, and I just played the song of passing <laughs> okay. over and over until the ship was there. Because I was like looking up at the sky, and I was like, I was like, oh, like where's the moon? Like surely I can find the moon. He's like. And maybe I had to take out the telescope or something, but I couldn't see the moon, and I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to play if, the song. If you over. open the map, it will show you what phase of the moon it is. Like, it will be lit up. That section of the map will light up and be like, it's a Wayne and Gibbous. He's on the bomb island. Do you and... guys not have the clock on your UI? There's a clock? Uh, I mean, like, kind of. It's weird. Oh, it doesn't the... tell us what time it is. The day-night clock? Yeah, it's got, like, the... The weird, like, uh, mine like shows painting. phases of the moon on it. 
No. So I, it tells me, like, what phase of the moon we're on. I don't right think now. we get the phase of the moon on there. We just get, like, a sun or a moon to be like, hey, it's night or day. Well, I'm sorry that I thought I could look up at the sky and know what the moon is doing. <laughs> know what phase hey, of the hey, moon it is. BC, <laughs> I wish the game required me to do that. There's certain quality of life things that the game that Wind Waker HD did that I think take away from it that make it just kind of like opening a menu and looking at it and then I that's mean, it rather if than you like I said I want to decipher it. If you hadn't been playing uh, on hero mode, like I would have just been flipping you off through the through our <laughs> our little Zoom meeting or whatever. <laughs> I'd have been like this is quality of life things I don't like, guys. I'm like, Ugh, which, fine. Which like you got the trade off. No, go ahead. I, BC, I was say, yeah, but so I played that song a ton, and the thing I think is weird. You know, we talked about how vocal and expressive Link is in this game, which he is. But when you play the song of passing, he just stares dead-eyed, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, in like forward at the camera, just no expression, and it's the weirdest thing like, to watch several times in a row. Doesn't it like speed up time too? Like like everything kind of gets faster for a second, or no, or no? just like everything. Okay, it fades and then. It, it does like the Looney Tune zoom in, like you know, the the wipe away or whatever. They got they got a, a sweet star wipe for it. Yeah, you get it. Okay. You get a, a circle wipe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Okay. Well, I haven't. I don't think I've played the Song of Passing at all th- during this playthrough. Because if it's uh, you know, I just I'll sail around like, hey, if I need to do something at night, I'll just sail around and do stuff until nighttime happens. And I'm just busy playing the game, so. It's just easier. I'm more pure, okay. It's easier for me to see the like the Triforce when we were picking up the Triforce pieces. It was easier to see the pillars of light during the day or during the night, so I just did that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that uh, one, once we get all of these, we uh, like I said, head over to Germ's Boy Tingle and pay him a, a fat stack of rupees to tell us where these all go he he's very excited though he's like oh yeah i smell that musty scent of an old map you got maps boy you got maps oh i love maps show me that maps and that's tingle kululimpa what's that kululimpa oh yeah okay i could have just kept talking (laughs) so yeah um at this point you know head back out you know just check look at the maps it's not too hard to decipher especially this late in the game i've got most of the other tr- treasure charts picked up so it's only a handful of islands that they could have been on so didn't it, it didn't take too long to fish them all out are we gonna talk about what happens once you get them so it, it just i was about to say like unless anyone's got anything else to say uh once you get the final piece, you don't take it anywhere. You don't do anything. It just is like, oh, hey, what? look what's happening in your pocket. Yeah, look at, hey, your UI. There's something going on. <laughs> Go into your menu. There's some the magic happening. Uh, yeah, like we world. didn't even get, we didn't even get like a cutscene where it could be like he looks at it in the, in the ocean and the pieces all form together and make a big triangle just like mm-hmm. that. It Like the fact that it does... Uh, Carl's like, hey, put these in my mouth and I'll spit them out as a, as a form triangle. Which I want I mean, Zelda's done that before, I believe. They've done something like that. I think there was something in Ocarina that when you do something big, it cuts over to your menu. 
and something changes on there. I can't remember what, but um, I, I'm, I vaguely remember something from that. It would have made sense for like his hand to start glowing or something. Yeah. The Triforce pops up on his hand. Even just that, something that simple would have been cool. They don't have time to animate that. They got to <laughs> get this game out. They didn't. I, I think this Ugh. is... This section for me, like as a kid, I think the first time I found a Triforce piece was before they told I knew that I explicitly had to. So when I found one, I was like, this is super cool. I was super excited. Like, this maybe is this important. is like a bonus thing. Like, maybe this is like a secret or like late game thing. And then it was like, oh, you just had to go around and pay a bunch of money and get all these things. It kind of mm-hmm. took the wind out of my sails, so to speak. <laughs> um, I like it. But we all punt it differently, especially for the GameCube version. Like I think in the HD version, it makes more sense that, you know, you go to these islands, you do this, these things and you get a Triforce piece. Like you find them on islands, but it feels almost anticlimactic that, you know, you go and you find this map, then you pay money to decode the map. And then picking up the Triforce piece is just like picking up any other random treasure in the ocean. You just who, who made these maps, too, because they said earlier in the game that. Link had to give his Triforce back when he left for uh, Majora's Mask. And did they make the maps then? <laughs> Turn in your gun and your Triforce. <laughs> You're fired. Put that Master Sword back. You're a liability, son. <laughs> I, I know it's super easy to say, like especially with older games, like, oh, these are all the cool things that they could have done, but... I think it just feels really weird pacing-wise to, okay, now go to all these islands, grab these things, translate these charts, and then just pick up a normal treasure. And I think it would have been cool if they were like, oh, you find these maps and they get decoded and there's like eight sea monsters that you have to fight or something to get the Triforce pieces or like... I would have been in for that. Uh, or you had to go down to ancient Hyrule and go to the old temples, and each of them had a fragment of it, and that's where you, those were the pieces that you collected. That would have been cool. That, Maybe <laughs> they were going to do that. Who knows? I want to believe that that was part of their intent. Like when, yeah. The fact that we went down there and saw a little bit of it. <sighs> what could yeah, have been? Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of a shame. Um, and, and yeah, as far as pacing is concerned, like this is right before, like, you know the final battle and it's like go do stuff hey in terms of content they make up for it in twilight princess yeah there's a lot of stuff in that game yeah uh including dungeons that would have been in this game that's where they got put so really um yeah they they've they're not gonna make an extended version of this because they're like well someone asked them that once and i think in a lot of asked or something like that someone being a water um and they're just like yeah no we've already used them that we put them in twilight so you know you guys didn't seem to care so <laughs> um so yeah that's gonna that's gonna do it now we 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 have all of the triforce charts and so for the next episode uh since you love saying it jeremy do you want to say it this is your season man all right for the next episode we will be finishing the game uh, I always love it at the end of every season when Jeremy gets to say that we're going to be finishing the game. So we're <laughs> finishing the game. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so we've spent uh, you know, a lot of time gathering items, fighting enemies. 
just to get past a door that doesn't exist 10% of the time. So, that is referring to the barrier. Apparently, it's only there 10% of the time. <laughs> or, it's it's just, it's not there 10% of the time. Wait, what? The He's barrier, talking speedrun strats. At the end, no, the barrier at the end. Apparently, one out of 10 times, there's just no barrier. You can just walk right through it. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, they they've spent all this time trying to figure it out, and turns out it's just not there sometimes. So it's really weird. So yeah, uh, roll <laughs> credits, and uh, we'll meet back here on Chat of the Wild. <laughs>